You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Talking Brewers baseball today with Adam McKelvey on this Tuesday, June 7th. Adam, as always, thank you for the time and a decent week last week for the crew. They dropped a 2-3 or three against the always tough Cardinals, but then uh, split a four-game series in Philadelphia against the Phillies and uh, definitely some positive things to talk about, particularly in the bullpen. But as we so often do, I want to begin with the mystery that is Willie Peralta, another rough outing on Sunday. He did not make it through the fifth. I uh, gave up six runs, five earned, if uh, memory serves. His ERA on the season now 6.79. I know that Craig Council came right out and said, you know, he's not going to lose his spot in the rotation. We're going to stick with him. He's going to find his way through this. You know, at this point, he's been given a lot of chances. Is is this the right move by the Brewers to, to continue to give him chances? Well, look, I'll, I'll tell you the logic because it's sort of the same as when we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. It's number one, this is a guy who two seasons ago for an entire major league season was their best pitcher. And he won 17 games. He had a 3-5 ERA for a full season and was really looking like a young power pitcher who was turning the corner. Now, he had injuries last year that ruined it, and this season he has just been bad from the start. But that 3-5-3 ERA from two years ago, it's not gone. The talent that produced that is not just gone forever. And the Brewers are trying to figure out the best way to get it back um, because it's in their interest for this year and beyond as they look to trade assets. Um, and, and it's in Willie Peralta's best interest. So what is the best way to get it back? And, and I think the, the same four options are on the table. It's option him to the minors, um, bump him back a start or two, move him to the bullpen, uh, or continue to pitch him. And they have, for now, said they're going to continue to pitch him. And I think one of the main factors driving that is there, there hasn't been a better option screaming at him. And I think that's one of the main issues right now is their top prospect, Jorge Lopez, has not pitched well at AAA. Taylor Youngman, who got demoted earlier, is not pitching well at all at AAA. Um, and some of the other guys on the 40-man roster are just they're, – they're still in need of some minor league time. So they don't have a, a, a great option screaming at him. At the same time, they feel like continuing to pitch him – is in the best interest of Peralta finding a rhythm. So that's why they're going to continue to do it for now. Now, look, at some point you can't keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over. And at some point they will make some kind of change. And I think we're coming up on that in about eight days as we sit here, Matt, and talk. You've got Matt Garza coming back. He's got one more minor league rehab outing. Then he's ready for his season debut. And now he's coming off a season last year that's just like Willie Peralta's this year, but – he says he's felt really good. The stuff feels great. The body feels great. The Brewers are invested in him financially. He's going to make starts for this team. You're going to have to find a spot for him in the rotation. And that may be the time when now, yes, they do have an option instead of Willie Peralta. And those, these two pitchers might be tied here. You know, is it a case with Peralta right now where it's just it's kind of a mental thing? It's, it's between his ears, and is it, is it that old? You know, catch 22 where you can't pitch well unless you have confidence, but you can't have confidence until you pitch well. Is that kind of the vicious cycle he's stuck in right now? It, it probably is, Matt, because talking to Jonathan Lucroy, the catcher, after this most, the most recent outing, he says when the stuff's down, it's as good as anything you see in Major League Baseball. 
And there are pitches in these games that are down like that. And your eye, your eyes open a little bit and you go, all right, here we go. That That's Lucroy talking. Um, it's, the fact there are too few of those pitches and the ones that are up are just hammered. That's what's killing Willie Peralta. And the fact he's not getting away with any mistakes, you know, sometimes that is what happens when it's a pitcher whose confidence is down. Um, but, but look, how do you get confidence when you're not getting results? That's been the cycle and the, and the problem that they faced all season. And so far they haven't found any relief. Yeah, it's been a, a season-long struggle to find answers for Willie Peralta, who, as you said, as recently as two years ago, was so good, a winner of uh, 14, 15 games, the ERA around three and a half. So, like you said, that pitcher still exists. It's a matter of finding him. And, Adam, as you brought up, uh, Matt Garza, one more rehab start before he is set to rejoin the Brewers' rotation at the big league level. And, you know, we've discussed in recent weeks that this rotation as a whole has really turned things around. Uh, Jimmy Nelson has been solid pretty much all year. He's been their most consistent starter by far. Zach Davies, as of late, little hiccup his last outing, but before that had been really effective. Junior Guerra's done nothing to uh, not deserve his spot in the rotation. So, like you said, where does Garza kind of fit into this puzzle? Is it a matter of when he is healthy? Is that going to be, you know, do they have to draw a line of the sand at that point with Peralta? Well, yeah, I mean, right now I think there's two options. Zach Davies is just experience-wise, service time, uh, establishedness. He's the low man on the totem pole. Um, so all other things being equal, he'd probably be the guy who goes out when Garza comes in. But, look, you've got Willie Peralta struggling so bad. He does have a, an option remaining. He does not have the service time necessary to have a say in the matter. So if they want to option him out at that time, they could. So I think it's going to depend on, you know, Zach Davies starts. We're sitting here talking on Tuesday. Zach Davies is about to pitch. Then he'll pitch once more before the Brewers reach this decision point. So if Davies pitches well in those two games, and he pitched great in his most recent start against the Cardinals, eight innings, eight of the best innings the Brewers have gotten all season from a starting pitcher. Um, I, you know, if he puts a, a couple more outings, anything like that together, that's a really hard sell. Uh, to your fans to send him down when you've got a guy like Willie Peralta struggling so bad. So Davies has a chance to uh, have a say in this, I think, if he, by just continuing to perform. Yeah, I think uh, he definitely holds the cards in his hand right now, and he kind of controls the uh, the fate, if you will, of both uh, Willie Peralta and Matt Garza. We know Garza's going to be in that rotation no matter what. It's just a matter of who gets forced out when Garza uh, does make his return. Uh, Adam, shifting gears a little bit, uh, the the uh, bullpen right now, aside from the rotation and some question marks there, the bullpen's been really solid. You wrote the other day how Tyler Thornburg had rather quietly set a franchise record for relief pitchers. Uh, he retired 23 in a row. Uh, to put that in perspective, that's, you know, four outs shy of a perfect game. He's been that good. You know, he was decent in 2015. He's really hit a new level here in 2016. So we all love and embrace StatCast. So give us some StatCast facts and numbers to back up why Tyler Thornburg has kind of hit that new plateau this season? Well, two things stand out to me. Uh, one is a simple one, velocity. His velocity is up. And this is a pitcher who sort of embraced the relief role early in 2014, and the Brewers used him a ton. That was the year they jumped out into first place and had their best record in baseball and then rode that all the way into August before they collapsed. A lot of that early work was on uh, the right arm of Tyler Thornburg, who was just sensational. Uh, unhittable early. He had another long streak. I think it was 21 in a row at that time. Uh, he paid a price uh, with injury after 
last year kind of reestablished the arm strength a little bit. Now it appears it's back because he's about two miles per hour up from where he was last year. That's a big jump for a guy, and he's up over 95. That, that's significant. That's, that's some real velocity coming at you. At the same time, uh, everything is, is down. The release point is lower, and uh, the pitches are coming in lower in the zone. And that is producing uh, a lot of soft outs. Uh, his soft hit percentage is way up. And I, and I think a lot of that has to do that he's just inducing a lot of ground balls, a lot of weak contact. He's a very, very tough pitcher right now. And the Brewers have a lot of them. They have been hit by injuries hard in the bullpen. You know, Will Smith is one of the best relievers in baseball. He's just now getting back to active duty. Uh, Corey Knable was supposed to be a seventh-inning guy for him. He's just uh, about to come off the DL later this week. But, but other players that they've had in there, including Tyler Thornburg, have really picked up the slack and I think deserve a lot of credit for helping the Brewers secure the wins they've been able to, to win uh, with you know some questions in that starting rotation. Uh, Thornburg has been a big plus for this team. He's been an absolute rock in that uh, bullpen, no question. And, Adam, you brought up the return of Will Smith, uh, two appearances thus far as we speak here on Tuesday the 7th and uh, two and a third scoreless innings in those two appearances. Now, both times he was used as the first guy out of the bullpen when the starter was pulled. Is Craig Council going to gradually ease him back into that late-inning mix that he's accustomed to, or is this a role that he should perhaps get accustomed to because guys, as we've discussed, like Thornburg and Jeremy Jeffress in the closers role are doing so well as the late-inning guys right now? Well, I, I, I think that Craig Council has sort of uh, dismissed a little bit of the idea of roles, and he's used guys where he's felt they're best to be used. And every manager says that's what they're going to do, and then it doesn't always play that way. Usually it turns out there's, say, seven, eight, nine, and you can kind of predict who's it going to be. I mean, Wilson's outings were early in games, but they were not low leverage. He came in his very first game. It was tying runner at third in, in a tight game against the Phillies. And he got a huge out in a win, uh, a, a really entertaining victory. That that was not easing back in. Um, I, I think they just have such confidence in the stuff that he brings. And he showed it in the minor league games that he pitched, and he's shown it in the first two outings that he's had for the Brewers. This is, this is a dominating release pitcher. And if he someday gets to a big market, I think the appreciation for what this guy has in his arm is, is going to – it's going to reach a more national level. Um, this is this is a really, really good pitcher. I think he's certainly, now that he's back and healthy, he's one of the guys that is, as we get close to the trade deadline and teams look at relief, teams are going to look at Will Smith. And I think this is a, a name that we're going to hear a lot of over the next couple of months. No question there. And uh, for the time being, before the trade deadline uh, lurks on the horizon, uh, you can do a lot worse in your bullpen than a trio of Thornburg, Smith, and Jeremy Jeffress. Uh, no question there. So, Adam, to uh, wrap up here, of course, uh, the sports world and the world in general still mourning the loss of Muhammad Ali, his passing uh, over the weekend. And you had a great article about uh, the champ visiting the team. It was back in 2011, but the memories from that, obviously, uh, you know, still fresh, uh, given his uh, passing just a couple of days ago. And uh, just kind of tell us about that. I know Ryan Braun obviously was one of the guys front and center who got to meet Ali and, uh, you know, just kind of discuss some of the players and coaches' memories of that visit from a guy that everybody pretty much agrees is simply larger than life. Well, that's the thing. It's a, it's a large presence. And Craig Council had a, a, the best story that 
you know, this was a guy that certain, certain people owned the room. And Muhammad Ali owned the room. And this was 2011 when he was in, you know, Parkinson's had done a lot of damage to his body. There, he was not able to interact. He was in a chair the whole time. And yet here's this guy who completely owns the room that he's in. Uh, that is the type of presence that the Brewers remember him having. It was really interesting then to talk to Pat Murphy, Milwaukee's bench coach, who goes way back with Ali. And he's actually dined in Ali's house, which is, uh, that's got to be a short list of people who've had that opportunity. But uh, Murphy, of course, was the, the Notre Dame head coach. That's how he made his name in baseball. And the Ali's have an estate near South Bend uh, in Michigan. So they would run into each other at the airport all the time. Uh, all the time. And Murphy was uh, an amateur boxer in his younger days. So he'd go up, and, and Pat Murphy is a big personality himself. So he had no problem walking up and introducing himself. And it started a long friendship with uh, um, Ali and his wife. Um, that, that, like I said, it led to some, some dinners at the Ali's house in Phoenix after Murphy moved to ASU. Um, he remembers going through picture books. And, again, it was Ali in a state where his, 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 a lot of his faculties had been robbed from him. But there was always that spirit in, in his eye and sort of the mischievous part of his personality never got taken away. And Murphy remembers looking through a, a book of some unpublished photographs that Murphy was able to get his hands on. Um, and, and they were kind of thumbing through the book and slowly and Ali is just sitting there quietly. And, but every couple of pages, Ali's eyes would brighten and he'd stop and point at something and pause and then, and then let loose a big smile. So the spirit was still there, and the people who were in his presence talk about it as really, you know, being an experience and something you'll never forget. And um, I think those are the, the types of things that some of those lucky few were thinking about as he passed away. And I think a lot of people over the last uh, two, three minutes just became very jealous of uh, Pat Murphy, and with good reason. Uh, fantastic way to wrap this one up, Adam, on this Tuesday afternoon. That is Adam McCalvey, our Brewers reporter, joining us uh, this week. Adam, as always, thank you for the time. We'll do it again next week for sure. In the meantime, Matt Wehmeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Milwaukee Brewers. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.